And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Steven Skolansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. And this week, we're ce- ce- uh, celebrating our bison tootly, bison tiddly, cententoodly, bicentennial episode. Um, that's not 150. No. I thought bicentennial was 150, because remember, that's what they were celebrating in their town. Oh, that's right. So... Before Robert rudely interrupted because he doesn't know math, this is our episode 150 episodes of The Simpsons Did It podcast and, you know, 150 episodes of The Simpsons. Yeah, and this week uh, we're in for a hell of a treat. Hell is right. Hell fish is to be more precise. I don't I don't believe you, though. Oh, you don't? My, my no. stories are never true. You and true. your crazy stories. You have so many crazy stories, Steve. I don't know which ones to believe. I know. I almost wonder if Abe did that on purpose. You know, came up Probably. with crazy stories to make people think he was, you know, not telling the truth. So that way this, you know, thing could never be found. Maybe. But almost, Or, you know, it's Abe. Abe's just a crazy old man. I mean, I'd almost think that that Homer would know. Because his, his dad, I mean, he knew he was in the war. I don't, maybe not. But wasn't there an episode back in the day where we saw a, yes, it was the episode where uh, Abe was sitting on, it was the Mona episode where he's sitting on his chair and he's wearing, yes. uh, wearing a, a tank top. Yeah. I don't think I saw a tattoo on Abe's arm anywhere. Well, don't forget he has wrinkly skin, so the wrinkly skin probably just covered it up. Maybe. Never noticed it before. But yeah. that being but said. The other thing too is we kind of learn how old Abe is in this episode. Yeah. Kind of, if you think about it. We'll yep. get into that. Um so yeah, this week uh we're doing episode twenty two of season seven. As, as as we've both mentioned already, episode 150 of The Simpsons and The Simpsons Did It. Uh, this is Raging Abe Simpson and his grumbling grandson in The Curse of the Flying Hellfish. <laughs> I love it. That is, his by the way, this is the <laughs> longest title for any Simpsons episode. So far. I think it's the longest one. So of far. All of them. So far. No. Well, the also are of still the, an, anti- the Simpsons are still an ongoing uh, <laughs> show. So so far, okay. Of the hundred plus epi- eight hundred plus episodes they have currently streaming on Disney Plus, this is the longest episode title they have. You might need to get the uh, counter out, and that when we get the super califragilistic something, a la Docious, uh, Mary Poppins episode, we might have to get the uh, the digit counter out for that and see which one's longer. I don't know if it's by digit or by words. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, yeah. Um, one thing I did want to mention at the top of the show, um, since this is our 150th episode, we are yes. going to be doing a giveaway for 150. So, make sure you guys are checking our streaming platforms, our social media platforms, uh, Instagram and Facebook, to see how you can enter to win these prizes. Neat. I love giveaways. I love giveaways too. 
The air date for The Curse of the Flying Hellfish is April 28th, 1996. So I believe we have, what, two episodes left in this season or three? Three. And we're gonna we're hopefully gonna have a couple awesome guests for those episodes. We're closing out this <laughs> season with a bang if we can help it. Yes, uh, chalkboard um, is as Steve likes likes to say the end of the season. So no chalkboard this week. Our couch gag, as always, is a repeat because it's the back half of the season. The repeat this week is the family rushes in and sits on the couch. Homer gets up to remove a plug cover from the floor. When he does, everyone and everything is sucked down. Yep. It's a good one. It's a good I one. Like uh, that is a repeat from March Be Not Proud. Yes. Yeah. So uh, this week we kick off the episode at school um, for Grandparents Day. A low cost outing for seniors. So I think growing up, we never had like Grandparents Day. I know there's always like parents day where like they you know like career day yeah um i don't think yeah we never had grandparents day um never had a bring your grandfather i don't think uh i mean we always went to our grandfather's work but i don't know if we ever had a bring your kid to work day either maybe dude could you imagine if like in high school we had grandparents day and our grandfather was still alive we would have been the coolest kids in the school Oh yeah, because he owned, yeah, dude, he had a liquor distribution business, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know that was that would have been a great uh, bring your grandpa to work to a uh, school. That'd yeah. be great. He he had some story. I feel like our grandpa could have been like grandpa with his stories, although they were probably yeah. all true. Our grandpa well, did was you... pretty good with stories. Well, I don't know. I don't know where it is. Um, I believe our dad has it, um, cause our grandfather was in the army. Yeah. Uh, he did the, uh, what is it called? The USO shows? He did. Yeah. Um, and he wrote, you know, a bunch of letters to our grandmother and she made a book out of it. So there is a book somewhere of all the stuff that he told our grandmother. So maybe one day we'll have to find it. I've never yep. actually read it. No, but I think I have it somewhere in my house. Oh, do you have it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's literally sitting right there. Oh, why do you have it? I don't know, but it's in pretty rough shape. <laughs> Is it? Oh, oh yeah. Um, so Bart and Abe are in his classroom and Abe spits on the floor. Because <laughs> uh, the school doesn't provide uh, spittoons like they did yeah. in saloons back in the old day. Yeah. Um, now, I, I can't remember. Spittoons were, weren't just for like cowboys spitting on the floor they were meant for like tobacco right like chewing I tobacco so i believe so so abe just likes to spit on the floor i don't think spittoons had anything <laughs> to do with it i think he just likes spitting on the floor probably yeah and well, uh Bart, bart's like bart's like you know I don't, I don't care if you do this at home but grandpa we're at my school <laughs> i don't care if you do this at home that's <laughs> fantastic so edna welcomes everybody and uh she's like oh let's start with uh millhouse's grandfather and uh, Millhouse's grandfather says uh, he drove to he drove to school in his house today. Did anyone else do that? What? Huh? <laughs> what? No, I'm like, not no, Superman. No, I'm that was not kind Superman. of a funny running. <laughs> that was kind of a funny running gag. No, I'm not Superman. And he points out that's my RV. Me and my new wife drive around the country looking for adventure. So I love that we're kind of like with Millhouse. We're we're kind of like inching our way towards. You know, Luann and 
Kirk getting a divorce. And obviously Kirk's father is a, you know, or Kirk's a, you know, child of divorce. I guess I don't yes. know when they got divorced, but he's definitely a child of, which maybe, well, maybe we don't, we like, don't, no, 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 no. We don't know if they're actually divorced. Uh, he no said his new wife. He's that divorced. doesn't mean divorce. His old wife could have just passed away. All right. And then he got remarried. Maybe. Okay. You know, I guess I didn't think about that. I just was yeah. kind of down the divorce train. So you got you to think of multiple options. Sure. I like to think of him as divorced. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, Abe tells like, Abe tells Ed Houghton uh, Sr. that he's a fool. Because if I fell down in the shower, if you fell down in the shower, that RV would be your tomb. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Nope. He's old. He'd probably break a hip. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, then he's going to die in the RV. I don't think he'd be t- taking a shower while the RV's in uh, motion. Yeah, but what if you're, like, out in the country and then all of a sudden there's a tornado and you're in the shower, you're taking a <laughs> shower, and the tornado lifts up your RV? You're dead. Probably. Yeah, probably. Just a little bit dead. <laughs> um, And then Bart, I like how Bart to distract me. He's like, here, spit in my desk. <laughs> oh man i would not want to have to clean that desk Ugh, gross and so now this this one's weird this one's yeah so now we get nelson's month nelson Muntz's grandfather who is apparently a judge no i'm not superman <laughs> <laughs> um well no of course he's not superman he doesn't superman doesn't kill people well he's not supposed to no but uh he says he convicted uh his 47th man to death today so uh whatever spring state springfield is in has the death penalty yeah yes they do can, can we narrow this down more i feel like with our with our uh notes so far we can narrow it down how many states have the death penalty i think like 15 or 20 all right we could narrow this sucker down we're gonna know by the end of season seven where the fuck <laughs> the simpsons live no, we're uh, not. <laughs> um, we'll never know. Now, this is just weird because, well, Nelson's dad. I mean, it's okay. So we know Nelson's they haven't. They have Nelson's dad's not necessarily the smartest guy. His mom no. is like a stripper. Not yeah. to say that she can't have a college degree because most strippers yeah. go to go to, to go into stripping to pay off their college yeah. debts. Yeah. Okay, that might be a super uh, uh, a stereotype, stereotype. but. Uh, I mean, I guess Nelson's grandfather could be a, a judge. I mean, it seems yeah. weird for his family line yes. of, of where they live, how much money they... I feel like if you're a judge, you make a good chunk of money. I feel like, why yeah. could Nelson's grandpa, like, at least lend him something so they're not living in a van down by the river? Okay, maybe <laughs> a shack down by the river. But, uh... uh well, well, we haven't... I mean, Nelson's father hasn't run out on his mom yet. No. As far as we know. Yeah, as far as so, we know. So I don't. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird, but I mean, I think it's just more of a throwaway. Yeah, kind of kind of weird. I I we you know when I first saw his face and he was talking, I'm like, oh Martin, but then, then he sat next to Nelson. I'm like, oh, it was Nelson's grandfather. See, when I first saw him, I thought Wiggum. Oh, because you know, Ralph's. But granted, this isn't Ralph. I mean, I guess maybe all the classes might be doing Grandparents Day. Yeah, but, but this is obviously Bart's class. Yeah, so I guess it wouldn't have been Wiggum because Ralph is in the fourth grade. Although for some reason we've seen Ralph in that classroom before. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so Abe interrupts and says he might not have a fancy black bathrobe or a hammer, 
but I have slippers and an oatmeal spoon. <laughs> and then Ed was like, Bart, would you ask your grandfather uh, if he'd like to go so someone else can interrupt? <laughs> and Abe says, it's about time. And then he hits Edna in the head with his oatmeal spoon. <laughs> God, Abe. Good jeez. He just want he just wants to talk. He's an old grouch. Old yep. grouch. Um yep. and so Grandpa's like, now, my story begins in nineteen dickety two. We <laughs> had to say dickety, cause the Kaiser had stolen our our word twenty. I chased to I chased that rascal to get it back, but I gave up after uh dickety six miles. <laughs> and the children laugh. Well, and Martin, I mean, Martin, Martin's like, Dickity, highly dubious. Hmm. <laughs> and then Grandpa's like, you're, what are you cackling at, fatty? Too much pie. That's your problem. And Martin's <laughs> like shocked. And, yeah. the ch- and then the children laugh at Martin. Yeah. And then Grandpa's like, now, I like to dig- uh, digress my uh, prepared remarks to discuss how I invented the turlet. <laughs> Mr. Bob was like, Turlet? Ha! <laughs> and Grant was like, Stop your snickering. I spent three years on that turlet. <laughs> That's a long time to sit on a turlet. <laughs> Grandpa is not like a toilet? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. But but they didn't call it toilets back in the day. In my day, we called them turlets. <laughs> and we the had damn, an onion the, on your belt because that yeah. was the style at the time. And the damn Japanese changed it to toilet, and that's the way it was. <laughs> I, sorry i'm speaking for grandpa i don't know if that's what he really said no i don't know um so obviously bart is embarrassed by aim because that's what this family does they embarrass one another yep well just great well, so, i guess homer embarrasses bart kind of yeah i guess marge doesn't really embarrass them all that much bart embarrasses them all because he's a troublemaker yep um so uh we see the simpsons are sitting down for dinner and Bart is in the middle of telling everyone about, uh, you know, Grandpa being, you know, rude. And Bart says that Abe claimed that he was the one that turned cats and dogs against one another. Yeah. Sure, <laughs> Abe. That, that's why cats and dogs. And actually, that's, that's not even a real thing. Because I think most dogs and cats in, like, a home get, a, get together somewhat okay. I mean, my cat hated... Uh, gremlin when he came home uh gremlin still chases the cat around cat necessarily doesn't like it but overall they live happy in the house yeah so i mean you know bob bob and the cat got along fine for the most part yeah for the most part so yeah cats and dogs can live harmoniously and so uh bart asks uh you know why does abe keep making up these crazy stories and homer's like Maybe it's time we put Grandpa in a home. Lisa responds, you already put him in a home. Bart's like, maybe it's time we put him in one where he can't get out. <laughs> yeah. Grandpa should, shouldn't be able to leave a home, man. Except one, because one, I think for Abe's retirement home, doesn't he need to get permission from like from Homer and Marge to leave? No. I mean, they go out all the time. Yeah, but with, like, nurses with them. No, nurses never go with Grandpa Jasper. We see Jasper running around town all the time. That's true. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I thought the nurses didn't like let it like allow them to leave without no, supervision. No, they could leave. Yeah. So Lisa says old people deserve her respect. Bullcrap. Um, <laughs> she points out Jacques Cousteau and Goldie Hawn um, as you know people you wouldn't put uh, away, and says you wouldn't put them away like second class citizens. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. Well, Jacques Cousteau. Um, I don't, I think he, think he died at sea, didn't he? Uh, maybe. Did he? Uh, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know his story all too well. No. Oh. The only, the only, the only reason I know who Jacques Cousteau is, is because of, uh, uh, Bill Murray. Yeah. Um, and Goldie Hawn, I mean, she's, she was rich. Well, is she still alive? Goldie Hawn? I don't know. I, think... I don't know much about these people. <laughs> Uh, Goldie Hawn is the, the mother of, um, oh God, uh, what's her face? Um, Kate Hudson. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I did not know that. Uh, yeah, Goldie Hawn is still alive. She's, uh, 77 years old. So she's not that old. What's Lisa talking about? She would have been, what is this? 96. So this would have been 27 years ago, basically. So, she would have been 50 when this episode came out. So, what's she talking about? El- I mean, I guess to Lisa she's an elder, but 50's not that old. No. Okay, something uh, weird going on with the writing of this. That's really odd. Yeah. Maybe they just wanted to make fun of Goldie Hawn? Maybe. That's really weird. Uh, it's, uh... Yeah. Or maybe she thinks Jacusta or uh, Goldie Hawn is somebody else. Uh, Jacques Cousteau, uh, he died in 97. So he died a year after this episode came out. Oh, he was, okay. he was, he was about 87 when he passed. So away. he was old. Yeah. Yeah. But Goldie Hunt, I mean, she's still alive. I mean, she's old now because, you know, she's almost 80. Yeah. That's really weird. But, and so Homer's like second class ho. What about social security? Bus discounts. <laughs> Medic alert jewelry. <laughs> Medic alert jewelry. Oh. Life it. alert. Yep. Uh, gold bond powder. Pants all the way up to your armpits. And all those other senior perks. Oh, if you ask me, old folks have it pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're rich, probably. If you're not as rich, I, I don't know. I mean, Grandpa seems to have it pretty well. He gets to sit around all day uh, telling people fake stories. Yeah, I got yeah, I guess so. And, um, and those pants up to his armpits. Although he doesn't wear them up to his armpits, he wears pants normally. He does, yeah. So then we cut to Abe sitting on his bed alone, looking through his mail, and the first piece of mail we see is uh um sent to a uh, resident of Spring <laughs> Springfield Retirement Castle, and it's a, a brochure for Live Forever as a commemorative plate. Yeah. I love how it's like says live forever in one fold and then he folds it down. Yeah, all of these mail things seems to be like the artwork folding things. Yeah. Um, the second piece of mail is uh, run, don't walk to Larry's Cane Store. Yep. And then the last one is consider burial at dot 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 SeaWorld. Where you're being fed to orcas. Yep. Um, so Abe's like, Maybe I should go back to sleep for a few days. So, you know, the mail can pile up and I could get something good. Yeah. 
I always let my mail pile up because I know it's always trash. So then I check it yeah. like once a week. Uh, I check it every day. See, what I want to do is so like we have one of those like mail slots on our yeah. out, on our outside, like right next to our garage. So the mailman throws it in and we have a basket on the inside. I always wanted to just get a garbage can and prop up the lid and put it underneath <laughs> the mail slot. So just yeah, but what happens if right. what happens if you have like bills or something? You're going to sift through the garbage? What are you, living in the 1970s? Bills are paid online, dude. I mean, what I still bills get... bills are coming in the mail? Uh, my water bill and my utility bill. Yeah, so those come in what's called an email. And if you're too uh, old to understand, that's what's called an electronic mail. And it tells you to click a little button to pay it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so Abe notices a letter sitting on the bed and all it says is Asa Phelps has died. Now I want to point out that the letterhead says fighting hellfish and not flying hellfish. That's kind of weird. Even though the title of the episode is the curse of the flying hellfish. But what was, okay. Now, now you got me thinking, was it, uh, the fighting hellfish or flying hellfish? What was on? Oh, here we go. So Collier, so I got some production notes here. So Collier originally named the unit the Fighting Hellfish, but it was later changed to Flying Hellfish. So the logo for the unit was designed using the original name and was not subsequently changed when the name was switched. Oh. Well, that sounds like a a production problem. (laughs) idiot (laughs) (laughs) i thought i would you know it's funny i was like i knew i have some production notes on something so that's there you go guys Mm. that's what happened so basically the animators and the writers were not on the same page correct that's what we like to call in the communication business not communicating well (laughs) yeah uh so abe says uh he's like oh the seventh hellfish is dead the fortune is almost mine. And so uh, Abe goes to Ace's funeral where uh, Lovejoy does, you know, like a reading for him. But I like, then... how, I like how, like, Abe is there and then, yes, Burton shows up. But those are the only two people that show up for this funeral. Well, don't forget, everybody else is dead. No, but it's like a, would it be like, it's, oh, I don't know, would it be considered like a military funeral? So a lot of people would end up, so like a lot of people tend to show up for military funerals, I guess. But Yeah, but maybe for this unit, they wouldn't show up. Maybe, because they're supposed to be super secret. Maybe. Maybe. So right. yeah, Burns shows up, um, which is like a dun-dun-dun moment, and Burns, you know, pulls out a key, and Abe nods at him, and, you know, I, I understand what you're saying. And then Abe pulls out his key, which is on a comically long string. <laughs> like that's, I love this part of Abe's story. Everything seems so overly comical with Abe. Yes. And so Burns, you know, nods at Abe in agreement. You know, like Burns didn't even care that it was on like a uh, comically long string. He's like, come on, get it going, dude. Come on, let's yeah. go, old man. God damn it. All right. <laughs> um, so then we see a statue of the flying hellfish. And uh, Burns and Abe stick their keys into the statue to reveal a box, which is not the treasure. No. But the statue does say, in honor of fighting hellfish. Yes. Once again, they did not change anything (laughs) on the animation (laughs) standpoint. All right. So Abe Abe pulls out a list of all the hellfish. And names already crossed off were Sheldon Skinner, 
Arnie Gumbel, Iggy Wiggum, Milton Ox Haas, Etch Westgren, and M. Donald. Yeah, they. I don't know why, but the way they scratched out the first name, you couldn't read it. He was probably, was. Oh no, Ox was the first one to die, wasn't he? I believe so. Yes. Oh, okay, so I was like, maybe that's why, because they had to cross it off in Germany, so it's like they just like whoop gone. But yeah, I love how the last two or last three were like, eh, no one cares. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah, because so, they're not related to any Simpsons characters. Yep. And so Abe crosses off Asa Phelps's name. He's like, well, uh, Burns like, well, Simpson, seven gone. As soon as you're in the press board coffin, I'll be the sole survivor and the treasure will be mine. Over my dead body, it will. <laughs> Burns like, that's exactly the point. Uh, oh, Simpson, can't you go five seconds without humiliating yourself? And I grab a others, uh, suspenders, snap with a boing sound, and his pants fall down to his ankles. And Graham's like, <laughs> how long was that? <laughs> so okay. It's like, it's like going right back to the uh, Three Stooges bits. Like, yeah. like, that's what's going on here. And uh, Burns Burns tells Abe that they made a gentleman's agreement and he will honor it. As soon as Burns gets into his car, he goes back on his word and he tells Smithers that he wants Abe killed. <laughs> yep. He wants him dead. Dead. Yep. And then, well, he wants the treasure. Yes. And so Abe is left at the cemetery and his suspenders snap with a boing sound again and his pants fall down <laughs> right before we go to commercial. So he had a split second to pull up his pants and re- readjust his suspenders? Yes. Oh, okay. Boy, those are some really horrible suspenders. I think Abe just needs new suspenders. Maybe. I've never worn suspenders, so. I have, I like, don't... once or twice when I was, like, younger, but... Oh, no, those were overalls. Oh. I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever worn suspenders. Maybe I have when I did, like, uh... Rainbow uh, suspenders. Sh- <laughs> show show choir maybe i don't remember oh yeah, yeah you're right probably in yeah show choir or uh what what did we i don't know if we call it what do we call it jazz choir or something i don't remember no it was show choir oh and so now we cut to burns and smithers in his office as burns goes through his rolodex looking for assassins because yeah. as a rich powerful <laughs> man evil man i guess i'd have a rolodex through full of assassins um yeah. but I like how he has he has a card for alphabetizers in there because <laughs> yeah. as he's reading, like he's reading all the things in order, and yeah. nothing is alphabetized. <laughs> I had to rewind because well, I knew what he was saying. Like I knew he said yeah. alphabetizer in there, and then yeah. after he got to the end, I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> I don't think any of that shit was alphabetized. Maybe so it was I, alphabetized, alphabetized backwards. No, no, no. It was random. It was okay. It was purely random. And Rolodex do have letters. Like, if you guys don't know what a yes. Rolodex is, because you're not old, um, Rolodex, you know, were for business cards. And yes. they were they always had, like, your alphabet in them so you could easily find what you were looking for. Correct. So, so if Burns had had his alphabetizer, alphabetizer's Rolodex, he wouldn't be in this predicament. Yeah. So Smithers asks if having Abe assassinated, assassinated is a good idea. Because Smithers has seen Abe's health records and says Mother Mother Nature should assassinate Abe for them. But <laughs> So Abe doesn't have long to live anyways. No. But it's funny because Burns is an aging, frail old man, too. Correct. 
Although so he is invincible. Here, yeah. So. so, but here's the thing, though. Wouldn't Abe and Burns be close in this, like, age? Because Burns is, like, 104. If they fought in World War II together... I don't know. Like, Abe, well, Abe, Abe, Abe would be... Look, no, well, Abe looked older. That's the weird thing. Yeah, so wouldn't Abe probably, <laughs> at a bare minimum, be, like, three to five years older? So wouldn't he be, like, 112? <laughs> Uh, age makes no sense on The Simpsons. Correct. Yeah, they just, uh, they got it wrong there. They shouldn't have, they shouldn't have alluded to how old Burns was in well, a couple yes. episodes ago. They should have done that. Yeah. Now, no. now the mystery is all screwed up, not away. Correct. So, Burns finds the assassin uh, he's looking for, Fernando Vidal. Yeah, and so, uh, Burns... Well, Burns doesn't want, you know, Abe, risk Abe getting the treasure. Yeah. Which is why he wants to hire the assassin. Yeah, Burns can't, can't, get get without, the, yeah, can't get the treasure without Abe's key. Well, you don't need to kill him to get the key. Well, the He's key, old. Well, yeah, but the key was necessary to find the location of the treasure. Yeah, so just steal it when he's sleeping. He could have done that. Don't have to kill him. Yeah, he just needs a good pair of sneakers. For yeah. sneaking. Sneaky. <laughs> uh, so Burns calls Vidal. And says, it's M-B. And Vidal mistakes uh, Burns for uh, Myron Barry. So as, so Mr. Burns introducing himself uh, as he is, uh, to the assassin as M-B, uh, briefly being mistaken for uh, Washington, D.C. Mayor Marin Barry. And with the assassin asking, is it time for another shipment already? <laughs> <laughs> Which is a reference to the mayor's 1990 drug arrest. Ah. So Burns tells Vidal that it is him. And Vidal says, oh, ay caramba. No, he never says ay caramba. He just says, oh, caramba. Oh. I put I put on the, the, the uh, subtitles for that. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Because oh, yep. I thought I heard ay caramba. Because like yeah. Bart. But no, it, the, the subtitles say, oh, caramba. It's Montgomery Burns. Oh, caramba. He's evil. Yeah, he's evil, yeah. So Burns tells Vidal that he's sending him a picture uh, through the Faxtrola, <laughs> uh, which is a fax machine in Burns' ease. And yes. so Vidal gets a picture of Abe um, that Burns faxed over and notices Abe is eating peas, so he tells Abe to enjoy them because they will be his last can. <laughs> so Burns and Vidal go to the retirement home and Vidal puts a uh, poison into Abe's water where his dentures are. Cause when, when Abe puts in his dentures in the morning, he'll die. But they set his clock ahead. So he wakes up and, uh, yeah, that was weird. Why? Well, why, why? Okay. I get the poison in the dentures, but what's the point of setting Abe's clock ahead? To I mean, kill him faster. Okay, what's an extra three hours of sleep? <laughs> yeah, let him rest so he can die. Yeah. Give him um, a good night's sleep before you kill him. Jeez. I mean, I get wanting to watch him die for, you know, confirmation, but you can just, I mean, I guess maybe Burns wanted to go to bed. I don't know. <laughs> and so, so the, they wake up Abe and Abe throws the water across his room thinking it's the clock because, you know, nobody likes waking up to an alarm clock. And he puts the clock in his mouth, thinking it was his dentures. Yep. 
And so Lydell <laughs> says, uh, he's like, oh, he looks more, he, he looks more clever than he looks. Uh, no, he's not clever. He's just lucky. <laughs> oh my God. That was great. I, I love the comical stylings of Abe Simpson this episode. It's just great. Yeah. So now we see, uh, Abe is sitting in his room when a nurse tells him that his family is here to visit him. Oh, <laughs> isn't that nice? The Wait a minute. And then Abe, you know, he's super excited at first, and then he runs out, and then he realizes, wait a minute, my family never comes to visit me, and Vidal throws a knife at Abe, which he ducks, and they pan over, and we see Vidal dressed up as Homer, with Burns next to him, dressed up as Marge. What do you say? He's like, like, oh, oh, yeah. And then Burns' march like, I can't take more of your bumbling or something. And then Smithers walks by <laughs> through the shot, dressed up as Bart in a Bart uh, wig. He's like, I'll be in the car, dudes. Oh my god. That's I laughed so hard. I laugh, I good God. I haven't seen this episode, guys, in a long, long time. And good God did I laugh out loud. I that was so great. So then uh, uh, Abe and Jasper are sitting in another part of the nursing home and Vidal just goes hog wild and starts shooting at Abe. Well, no, and then, no, no. like he misses. They're, they're in yeah. the car. They're, they're no. In- oh, yeah, yeah. They go to the car to talk about their plan. It's like, this. we got to do this just like a fine uh, game of chess. Yes. <laughs> and then he bursts into the, the retirement home shooting at Abe, but he misses because he's got Stormtrooper in. And Jasper is like, was that me or was that you? <laughs> what did what did Jasper think happened? Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe someone stepped on a bunch of uh, uh, bubble wrap. Yeah, I, yeah, it's weird. So you know, Vidal, Vidal keeps shooting at Abe, who goes to the nurse and he's like, "Someone's trying to kill me." And she's like, "Oh, I can help with that. Let's start by doubling your medication." Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Vidal comes in, still shooting at Abe, and again, misses badly. And so, you know, Abe kind of like ducks and crawls away a little bit. And the nurse pulls out a shotgun. And in between shots, she's like, the residents are trying shoots to nap, which causes Vidal to run away. Oh, so great. Oh, uh, God. That's, yeah, that's fantastic. You know, so, I, like um, to, I like to point out that I think Abe's like military like training is just starting to kick in from back yeah. when, back when like the knife got thrown at him and he dodged it like his his uh military like you know background is starting to kick in and be like all right i know what to do well is it his military place. background or is it the fact that videl sucks at killing abe well no Abe was just running faster than uh the bullets <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> it's a cartoon come on <laughs> So, uh, well, we look at movies. In- wait, 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 wait. You're telling me that when you're watching movies and people are shooting machine guns and you see like the, 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 uh, concrete and stuff explode as people are running by, that it happens in real movies too. Again, fiction. <laughs> uh, so then we go to the Simpsons house where, uh, Bart, you know, is reading a comic book and Lisa's reading a regular comic book and Homer sits on the, uh, living room couch uh playing with a chinese finger trap yeah that was awesome i wonder where he got uh, it uh probably like one of those vending machines 
cloth claw machine maybe oh, sure at the bowling alley or he won it with his tickets at skate town no because wasn't there a finger trap at the bowling alley in the claw machine maybe or am i or am i making that up um i don't i don't know i thought it was the robot uh the harmonica and the harvard bill or the Harvard Diploma. Maybe. I don't know if there was ever that. But maybe you went to one of those like Chuck E. Cheese places with tickets and got a finger trap. That's where I got mine. Maybe. Yeah. So uh, so then we hear Abe knocking on the door. And, uh, you know, he's like, let me in. Let me in. So they let him in. He's like, Bonnie Burns is trying to kill me. And it's all because uh, of, um, I can't tell you why. Bart's <laughs> like, well, I'm sure you'll make up something. Maybe you just need more of my classmates around. <laughs> uh no 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 you forgot you forgot what grandpa said at the door he's like let me in someone's trying to kill me sweet Mc- merciful mcgillicuddy oh. you gotta open the door and then homer sitting on the couch who is it <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> oh you're right i i skipped over yeah because then marge looks through the peephole and tells homer it is grandpa and she's like, it sounds like he got in the horseradish again. Yeah. <laughs> so Abe uh, tells the family about, you know, how someone threw a knife at him and pointed out that Homer and Marge were there. It's like, and Lisa you were says, there, there and you were there and you uh, were there. And, and Lisa, wait, wait, this is a cultural, we got, this is a cultural reference. Hold on. This uh, grandpa's recollection of his brush with death at the retirement castle is a reference to Dorothy's return to Kansas in the Wizard of Oz. Uh, gotcha. So, you know, Lisa says, maybe maybe we should moisten your towel, Grandpa. Maybe like, it's plenty moist. And he just, like, throws it. <laughs> and this is where he tells the family that Burns is trying to kill him, but he, won't, he can't tell him why. And then Bert's like, do you need to embarrass me some more? Yeah. And so Abe says he needs to hold up with the Simpsons. And, he's pretty uh, freaked out. I mean, he he's like legitimately freaked out and it's all really happening yeah problem is so he, cried, he cried wolf too many times yeah yeah he did and so lisa's like well he seems more agitated than usual she's like maybe we should let him stay and marge agrees they're like well where should we put abe and then lisa marge and homer all say in unison bart's room no no no. It's and then bart's like the dumpster no no no. he's like he's like where should we put him Homer's like, Bart's room. Oh. It's like, Bart's room. Marge's like, Bart's room. Bart's like, dumpster. Because <laughs> that's where they need to put him. And Bart looks out the window at the dumpster. He's like, ah. So here's another thing with the magical nature of the Simpsons house. That's clearly the backyard. Now, I guess you could say that's the dumpster that would probably be in the parking lot. But it doesn't look like it's in a parking lot because remember there's the Stonecutters episode where like the uh, parking lot goes all the way back to their house from the nuclear power plant. Yeah. No, I mean that that's out their backyard, not out their front yard. Was that where Bart yes. was looking? Was the Bart looking out the back? Yes. Oh, because you could see the fence. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. So Abe tells... Although there are episodes where I think Bart's room is in the front of the house, too. Yeah. There... Yeah. There is. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, the Simpsons house is a magical wonderland of <laughs> of stuff. Um, yeah. So so Abe, tell, Abe tells Bart that he's sorry for crashing in his room. 
Um, and he tells Bart that uh, Bart is secret and stays like, all right, let me let you live, let you in on a little secret. Burns is trying to kill me to get the hellfish bonanza. And <laughs> Bart clearly, clearly doesn't uh, believe it. He's like, look, if you're going to stay in my room, you at least stop making up gibberish. <laughs> and a- Abe's like, okay, you know what? I got to prove it to him. I got to. I got it. So Abe rolls up his sleep and Bart's like, he's like, look at this tattoo. He's like, oh, okay, wrinkly, realize wrinkly gibberish. And he was like, why you little? And then he uh, kind of moves his skin back and we see the uh, hellfish tattoo or the yeah. flying, sorry, the flying hellfish tattoo. Yeah, but the, the tattoo only says hellfish on it. Yeah, yep. And uh, so Abe stretches out his skin to show Bart the Hellfish tattoo that he got in the Second <laughs> World War Two. <laughs> so World War Three? No, the Second World War Two, dummy. <laughs> so the Fourth World War. Got it. I think Grandpa's just being redundant. Yeah. Uh, so now we flash back to the Ardennes. 1944, where Abe is sergeant for the Flying Hellfish, and they are all from Springfield, which is pretty uh, random. I mean, I don't know yeah. how many. I don't know how many uh, platoons. Well, I'm sure there's together. plenty. I think there's. I think there's plenty of uh, platoons where everybody is from the same t- town because of like recruitment and stuff. I don't know. I've seen a lot of war movies, and they're all, whenever they're like sitting around when they get to the war area, they're always telling everyone where they're from and what they did back home. No one's ever from the same town, <laughs> ever. So you're getting your logic from movies. Exactly. Got it. Yep. Um, so. Before I get into this, I just like to point out that uh, much of the staging in the flashback scenes were based on DC Comics' Sergeant Rock and Marvel Comics' Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commandos. And if you don't know the first one from DC, the second one, the Howling Commandos, were from uh, Captain America. Mm. You guys don't know where the Howling Commandos are from. So, we get in the platoon... Uh, we get uh, Chief Chief Wiggum's father, Iggy Wiggum, who uh, yep. puts a live grenade in his pack. He's like, if you guys see a grenade that's missing its pin, would you let me know? And uh, <laughs> it was in his pack and it explodes without killing Iggy. So pretty lucky. Must have been a semi-dud. <laughs> uh, we got yeah. Radio Man Sheldon Skinner, and uh, which is apparently Seymour Skinner's father. And I know, I know. I know we're going to talk about this in the principal and his pauper. Yeah. That, that there's no way Skinner's father could have been in the platoon because Skinner was not the real Seymour Skinner. Dude, seriously, principal and the pauper might be the worst episode the Simpsons have ever made. (laughs) I'm not kidding. And I haven't seen any of the new ones either. Uh so uh, the, I like how the boys put a shoot me sign on his back like he's supposedly a teacher at a school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so none of the everything about this uh, scene right here gets shot in the foot during that episode. Um, and then he didn't uh, he did join the service to make friends. Yeah, because he's like, oh, I don't care. Put yeah. a sign on my back. I'm not here to make friends. Yeah. And so watching their backs was Private Arnie Gumble. Who burps like Barney, and apparently it's Barney's father. Yep. And uh, again, they're all from Springfield. Yep. And so Abe quickly goes over the other names, like, and you, 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 and you. 
It says yeah. there's always tr- a troublemaker in every unit. And in their unit, their troublemaker was Burns. And uh, Bart doubts Grandpa was in charge of the richest, most powerful man in Springfield. He asked why Burns was only a private. And Abe's like, ah, Burns obstructed a probe by Jagger Hoover. Because, <laughs> you know, Jagger Hoover, aliens, yeah. weirdo. FBI. FBI. But uh, I love the fact that the, the guys are carrying Burns on a, on a stretcher. Yeah. And, and he's like, Duh, I thought you told me you told us you were dead. <laughs> what? Yeah, he's dead always, tired. Yeah, dead tired. Oh, thanks, guys. I'm all I'm all good now. And and jumps out. Um. So then we see that we cut to Abe about to assassinate Hitler, which yeah. I mean, the flying hellfish have to assassinate someone important. Otherwise, why would yes. they be a secret, secret platoon? And yeah. uh, all of a sudden a ball. Hits his gun, causing him to shoot Hitler's hat. And the ball was hit by Burns. He was practicing practicing his uh, tennis. And so he's dressed in a tennis outfit. Yeah, I know. And so, so just to let you know, um, the scene where Grandpa tries to assassinate Hitler is based on the Day of the Jackal, which I have never seen. Oh. And during that scene, Abe says, they'll never save your brain, Hitler. Which is a reference to the 1963 movie called They Saved Hitler's Brain. Oh. Okay. So so old references. Old, old references. Back to the Simpsons oldies. (laughs) The old Simpson references. Um, And so Burns, uh, we see Burns in a trench and a bomb lands near him. Uh, But Abe, like, jumps on it with his helmet, saving Burns. Um, But... Because of uh, that uh, play, he had his uh, butt on the cover of uh, Stars and Stripes. Or at least they told him it was Stars and Stripes. <laughs> oh, God. So, you know, Bart's like, well, why does Burns want to kill you then if you saved his life? And so, you know, Abe continues his story and he's like, um, well, it was the closing days of the war. And uh, he's like, me and my men took some Germans out of a castle and... Uh, Monty found a painting, uh, and then Iggy points out they aren't supposed to steal from civilians, which you're not. No. Nope. Um, and I'm assuming you'll have a reference for us, maybe. I do. So, so and then Abe, hold on, let me let me finish. Okay. Uh, and then Abe tells Burns to leave it, or he will report him to Commander Flanders. Now, this I could actually believe because in the no, episode- I can't because. Ned, unless it's Ned's grandfather, yeah, and not that's his... yes. So, so, um, so in the episode where the the hurricane episode, which we haven't gotten to yet, we yeah. learn that Ned kind of got subdued and everything because his father was a beatnik. But then we learn that uh, Ned's father um, became a beatnik because his father was super hard on him. Oh, that's true. So and that that's, would, that, that would... would put. Colonel Flanders as the hard on him, hard ass army. Sorry, Commander Flanders. It, yes. Not Colonel. It was Commander, yes. So that's exactly why I think that all fits into play. Uh, okay. No, that makes sense. For once. Yes. <laughs> so uh, what is that referencing? So um the paintings, many of the paintings in this episode are based on real paintings that went missing during World War II. 
And so the animators uh, referenced uh, a book of lost art for their designs. Um, okay. And one of them that was in it, the portrait of a young man, where it's like mm-hmm. a, a guy is sitting by a window, um, yeah. is one of those those arts depicted in the episode. It's uh, yeah. one of those lost works of art. I don't know if they ever found them. I, I guess I don't know my history. I bet we could ask our dad. Our dad's a yeah. pretty big history buff. I bet he could uh, he could tell us if these paintings were ever ever recovered. If our dad was a little bit more coherent, actually, it would have been kind of cool to have him on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh my like, god! And by when I say coherent, uh, our dad loves to talk, kind of like us, which is probably where we get it from. Yeah, um, this so, might be a five hour episode. Have we? Let yeah. Him yeah, you'd have fun editing this. Like, <laughs> uh, like it would be so goddamn informative, don't get me wrong, but it, as Steve just mentioned, it'd probably go on for like five hours. Yep. But, uh, so uh, we see uh, old, uh, Young Burns says he wants to take the treasure, and then he's like, we can all be rich like the Nazis. Wouldn't Burns, <laughs> I feel like Burns at this point was already rich. See, uh, yeah, I would have to imagine he was, just the way, the based on how he was acting, and his yeah. demeanor. I feel like well, yeah, I mean, we learned as a kid he got picked up by a rich family. Yeah, so uh, Sheldon but, but, Skinner's but like... But I'm kind of surprised uh, that Do- uh, Burns wouldn't have dodged the draft. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, unless he was forced to do it for, like... Well, he was probably forced to do it because of uh, the J. Edgar Hoover thing. Yeah, probably. So Sheldon Skinner is like, I can buy chicken dinners three times a day. <laughs> God, that's a lot of chicken. I'd get sick of that. Yeah. Uh, Iggy Wiggum's like, I could buy a Studebaker with a fan on the dashboard. <laughs> I guess maybe in the 40s. I mean, they had cars they in the 40s. Yeah, but, but maybe they didn't, didn't have, have like air conditioning. Yeah. And then uh, Arnie Gumble is like, I could buy my way in, my way into high burp society. <laughs> uh, and then Abe is like, well, I could use a nest egg so I don't end up in a retirement home. Which is so weird. Like, I. I just, I just don't get how they're, how they're playing off Mr. Burns like this. It, it, Again, it's the J. Edgar Hoover thing. They're like, no. you either do this or yeah, we expose you. As what? I don't know. We don't know. He obstructed J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah, I guess. But we are. The government's going to cover that shit up. He probably paid the, he's like, look, I'll join the army if you don't rat me out. I guess. Seems weird. Why he would need a nest egg though. So he doesn't get put into a retirement home if he already Who, has Oh, money. Abe? Yeah. Oh, Abe said that, not Burns. I'm an idiot. Yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? I'm an idiot. Don't worry about it. You heard it here first, everybody. Mark the day. Yeah. Um. So Burns suggests entering into agreement. Uh, a, what is it called? A, a, uh, a two... A tantine. A tantine. Yep. Which is basically just a, an agreement where uh, the last survivor gets the picture... <laughs> So uh, they write their names. Does anyone know yeah. what a tontine is? Yeah, and they ask Ox. Raises, All right, Ox, since you know, why don't you explain it to us? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's a contract that everybody, like, in his Ox voice. Yeah. So, so just to let you know, the sequence where Ox explains the concept of a tontine is similar to the scene in in the MASH episode, Old Soldiers. Oh. Is that the MASH with, Al- that's, there's only one mash, right? With There's Alan only Alda. one mash, yes. Okay. So, uh, so Abe mentions Ox was the first to go because he had a hernia <laughs> carrying the crate out of the castle. Okay. Oops. We both had hernias. A hernia is not going to kill you. 
well, no. But depending on how long... Well, okay. So he must have maybe already had a hernia brewing because of lifting things and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, they could be painful. Because if you yes. guys don't know what a hernia is, basically your intestines popping out of your, your body. Now, it could get yes. infected. They might not have had good doctors in in there or maybe he got the hernia they tried to operate and he died during operation no because it, it may it makes it seem like ox got the hernia by carrying the crate of paintings yeah i don't know so he's not gonna die right then and there <laughs> okay maybe yeah maybe he didn't die right maybe he got back home and they had a, it was a botched hernia operation maybe <laughs> and then abe's like five more men died in the veterans day float disaster of 79 <laughs> so the rest of them <laughs> Basically. basically well actually no because well how many names are on that list nine. there must have been eight eight was it eight or nine no nine. who was it number seven died so there would have been nine because burns and yes so there was nine total so we got ox yeah. plus five more is six six and then asa asa is seven and then burns and abe are eight nine yeah so uh Gran- grandpa finishes up his story of the hellfish treasure grandpa's like now with Asa gone, it's down to me and Burns. Bert's like, great story, Grandpa. Could have used a vampire, though. Night. <laughs> Grandpa's like, oh, my own grandson thinks I'm a liar. Why do you think that is, Abe? Because uh, of all your kooky <sighs> stories. Uh, and then, so, you know, Bart turns off the light, tries to fall asleep, and then a saw cuts through his wall, and Burns <laughs> appears in a lift. Oh, Burns is like, great. They both, like, Bart and Abe both scream, and Burns is like, I've tried to meet you halfway on this Simpson, but you had to be little Johnny Livalot. <laughs> <laughs> now, give me your key to the Hellfish Bonanza. Bart's like, oh, wow, there really is a treasure. Whatever you do, don't give him the key, Grandpa. Grandpa quickly hands over the Here's key. Here's the key. <laughs> Here's the key. Bart's like, aw, oh, figures. Hey, Mr. Burns. Can I go with you to get the treasure? I won't eat much, and I don't know the difference between right and wrong. <laughs> it is Bart. I believe him. Yep. Uh, Burns is like, oh, you're a good boy. But the child labor people have been working, uh, watching me like a hawk. <laughs> so does he have little kids working at the plant now that we don't know about? Or he used to. Yeah. And so uh, uh, Burns says goodbye to Abe. But he crashes his his lift into Lisa's room. How do you press like, like, like the wrong button? <laughs> yeah, and Lisa's like Santa. Go back to sleep, little girl. I'll have a present for you in the morning. Oh my god, that was great. And so then, uh, as you know, and then Burns finally manages to make his way out of the Simpsons' house in the lift, and Abe says Burns is finally going to be rich. Um, isn't Burns like the richest man in Springfield? He is. I. I, I mean, I get why he wants to have more money. Yes. Like, I, I, Mr. Burns always is after more money. Like, I get that. Yes. But, uh, I mean, yes, Burns is already rich. What does it, what does it matter? Why does he need more? Because <laughs> he's Burns. Yep. He's greedy. So, so, um, Grandpa's like, oh, now he's going to get, get the treasure. Bart's like, oh, can't happen without the keys. And he stole both Burns's key. And got Abe's key back. Dude, so I actually rewound to see Bart, because I was kind of like writing in the middle of that. So I rewound it a little bit. The animation on this is so good, because you can actually, if you watch carefully enough, 
You see Bart's hand going into Burns' pocket. Oh, I saw, yeah, I saw that on the first watch. I noticed that. Well, I didn't because I was looking down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Bart says they can go get the treasure, but Abe is pessimistic. It says Burns will still find a way to take the treasure from him. It's like, I can't believe you, Grandpa. The sergeant in that story would, uh, you told would never uh, be scared of a dork like Burns. You gotta get that treasure. You gotta do it for Ox, for Asa, and Griff. And Burnsy. Well, not so much Burnsy. So Abe Abe says, oh, you're right. And they go into the the hallway and Homer's like, where are you two going at this hour? Bart's like, on a treasure hunt. Homer's like, oh, can I come? Grandpa's like, only if you, uh, only if you're ready to stare danger in the face. Put your manhood to the ultimate test and take pass. (laughs) Homer's like nah I'm not doing work I'm not doing work I'm good Um, so you know Bart and Abe uh, walk through the cemetery going to the back to the hellfish uh, hellfish stands uh, statue Uh. and Bart's like hey grandpa do you think your dead buddies get up and walk around at night I was like if they're anything like me they have to get up twice (laughs) because old people have to use the bathroom a lot yeah, and so yes. uh, so Abe talks uh, to his dead war buddies and says uh, he knows he's bending the rules, but he also knows they don't want Burns to get his hands on that treasure because yeah. every everyone hated Burns. And yes. Abe says, "When you die, when I die, you can all visit me in rich man's heaven." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Abe uh, puts in the last two keys uh, and turns it to reveal a light in the in the fish eye that they're like. Like like how Barton Barton uh, Abe are just sitting there watching the light go over the cemetery yeah. they're going and it goes into the lake and yeah. it stops pointing in the middle of the lake and they Doe. both say dough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I want to know who buried. Okay, obviously it was a secret, right? Yes. No, you needed all the keys to know where the tre- treasure was buried. <gasps> yeah. Who buried the treasure? It's a mystery. Well, that's the thing, too. Like, okay, maybe, maybe, like, they all agreed. Well, the other thing, too, because they're like, well, Ox was the first to go because he got a hernia and died of it because he carried the treasure. So, like, who do they, they're like, hey, we have this chest we want buried. You bury it. You set it up. So, like, this, here, here's how we want it set up and you do it, but you don't tell us where it is. Yeah, you don't tell us anything. But I thought it was a secret platoon. Who else would have known? Maybe Commander Flanders? Yeah, unless he want. well, his name wasn't on the list. I mean, if, okay, if I was told you have to do this, I'd want it on the treasure too, right? Well, maybe they didn't tell him it was a treasure. No, they're like, bury this. You can't, t- well, I mean, I guess you'd know it's something uh, awesome if you wanted it buried. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I want to know who buried the treasure. That's, that's yeah. my question. We'll never uh, know. The world may never know. Uh, so Abe, uh, Abe tells Bart to go borrow some diving equipment. Well, I borrow this boat. And, uh, Ned walks out of the boat. Apparently Ned owns a boat now. Or well, a houseboat. Yeah, apparently. Uh, boat belongs to Ned. He's like, uh, have you ever driven a powerboat? No. Do you know anything about water safety? No. Oh. All right. Well, we'll have her back in the morning. And then he's like, <laughs> hey, kids. We're going to have a camp out in the dinghy. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) 
So they're all Maude, Ned, Rod, Flanders, Todd. They're all going to sleep in a tiny inflatable boat for the night. Yeah. Oh, great. And so Abe and Bart uh, take Ned's boat to the spot where the treasure is uh, is buried. And yeah. uh, Grandpa's like, now remember the plan, boy. If you run out of air, tug on the rope. Bart's like, 64 times. No more, no less. Got it. Grandpa's like, no, no. 63 times if you've run out of air. 64 if you found the treasure. What? That's exactly what Bart said. What? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. If you run out of air. You're yeah. right. Nope. What? Nope. I missed her. I... Why 63 and 64? Because <laughs> Abe's got to make shit complicated. I mean, what if he stopped at 62 because he ran out of air? <laughs> well, then he's dead. <laughs> he's already dead. Yeah. It should be one for your one if you found one if you're out of air, two if you found the treasure. Yeah, exactly. Simple. Keep it simple. Yep. And Bart's like, hey grandpa, do you think I could have been a flying hellfish? Grandpa's like, you're a gutsy daredevil with a give em hell attitude and a fourth grade education. <laughs> <laughs> you could have made sergeant. <laughs> so Woo. clearly Abe also has a fourth grade education. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think, I don't know. Did he ever, he never said he went to college or anything. No, I don't yeah. think, I don't think he ever went to college. I think he just went straight into the army when he turned 18. Probably. Oh yeah. I don't think he, uh, I don't think he uh, did anything like that. So Bart dives uh, to get the treasure swing past a school of blinkies, <laughs> which is awesome. And then yeah. uh, somebody graffiti, like uh, class of 78 rules on, what was that, a tombstone or something? I don't know. So I'm assuming it was like on land when it was graffiti and then somebody threw it in the lake. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that was kind of weird. Um, um, yeah. So Bart, you know, finds the treasure and starts tugging on the rope and Bart gets to 63 and pause for dramatic effect. Well, I like, I so, like how Abe's count is like 61. 62, 63. And then he stopped. Bart stops. He's like, oh my God, I killed my grandson. 64. 64. He found the treasure. And so um, Abe hauls up Bart with the treasure. And like, I love how like Bart's standing on the box. Yeah. I mean, he wanted to get up fast. He didn't want to have to swim all the way back up. Yep. So Abe starts pulling out the pictures and the light to the hellfish statue goes dark and Bart's like, Oh, light must've just burnt out. So he like picks up a flare, fires it up <laughs> and burns is behind Bart, man. How was he able to get on that boat? So quietly sneaky, sneaky. He's wearing sneakers. Uh, yeah. Or he they burns. were just so distracted. Well, look, he might've got on the oh, boat when everyone was all distracted. Yeah. But how did he, but here's the thing. How did he turn off the light and then get on the boat? I, maybe the light has a just uh i don't know has its own power off cycle like it's only on for a certain amount of time maybe so burns uh he's like uh he claims the art he's trying to claim the art he's like oh thank you to stop pinching my butticelli (laughs) (laughs) he thinks it's his um and so you know smithers starts loading up the paintings and burns starts to walk away bart's like you coward you're an embarrassment to the name Hellfish. And Bart turns, uh, aims his gun at Bart. Oh, am I? Grandpa's like, no, look, take the art if you want. Just don't hurt the boy. And Burns like, mm, I'd rather do both. Oh my so God. Burns kicks, Burns kicks Bart into the empty safe 
which causes it to fall off the boat and into the water. Yep. Damn, Burns. Burns killing a child? Jesus. He really wants that art. He doesn't have to kill for it. Eh, I think I'll do both. (laughs) And so, uh, you know, Burns hops onto his boat and, uh, you know, starts driving away. And Abe's like, well, I've got to go save my grandson. So he throws on the diving gear and goes to save Bart. And well, like, he spits out, he spits out his dentures. His dentures. Well, so he could put his breathing apparatus in. Well, you could do it with teeth in, unless there's something I don't know about with dentures and a breathing apparatus. I, uh, I don't know. And so, you know, Abe is able to save Bart and he pulls them back onto the boat. Well, well you, Ned's boat. you forgot Bart didn't want to be saved. He did, he did not want to stick that oxygen mask in, uh... Well, yeah, because it was in Grandpa's yeah. mouth. He's like, yeah. okay, fine, I'll live. Yeah. Well, I mean, Abe basically shoved it into his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, so Bart's like, I'm sorry I cost you your fortune, Grandpa. And, and Graham's like, uh, the fortune doesn't matter, boy. The important thing is you're safe. Now, let's get that fortune. <laughs> God. Homer is Abe's son. Yep. And so Bart and Abe go after Burns and uh, Smithers is like, he's got binoculars and he's looking at him and Smithers like, he's like, sir, they're gaining on us. And he's like, may I suggest uh, throwing something off the boat to make the boat lighter? And Burns just looks at Smithers and Smithers is like, it's been an honor serving you, sir. And he jumps <laughs> off the boat. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's what's weighing you down. Uh, I mean, granted, well, okay, what? I mean, so 100, probably 150 up. pounds, 150, 175 pounds. That's a good chunk of weight. Yeah, but yeah, I guess. And so uh, Bart points out that Burns is getting away. And so Abe finds a harpoon gun and shoots it and hits Burns' boat. And Burns is able to speed up pulling that off the boat while Abe is holding on to the harpoon gun. It's and water, he starts to water ski on his slippers. That was great. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't think you could water ski on shoes that well, but you could definitely... I've seen water people water ski on their feet, like straight up feet skiing. Oh, yeah. So um, I've never done it on my feet, but I actually got pretty good where I could uh, get up on one ski. Oh, nice. I think I've done yeah. one ski a couple times, but it's... Uh, yeah, I've done it a couple times. It's not... Because like at... Well, at summer camp, you know, we had all the activities and I did yeah. water skiing. It took me... It took me a while to actually get up, but once I was able to get up and get going, I was able to, you know, drop a ski, yep. and then I got good enough where, like, towards the end of summer summer camp, I was able to get up on one ski and make it around the lake. Yeah. I actually, dude, I almost died tubing. <laughs> yeah, because, those guys like to fuck with you on the tube. Well, because it was summer camp, and I'm like, I'm like, I kept telling them to go faster and faster. Yeah. And at one point, they were going as fast as they could. Yep. And they were kind of like giving me the the kill gesture of we can't go faster, <laughs> and they like like they took a turn and I just flew flew off the tube. Yep, yeah, good times. Yep. Uh, so Burns and Abe uh, and the boat crashes onto the beach, and Abe is able to uh, pin Burns down, and Burns tells Abe not to kill him, and Abe just you know wants to watch Burns squirm. It's like, is, yeah. is this for your liking? He's just doing a little like <laughs> squirm in the thing. It's like, yeah. now Burnsy, there's one thing we don't stand for in the Hellfish, and that's trying to kill your commanding officer. So consider this your dishonorable discharge. You're out of my unit, you're out of the Tantine, and that means the paintings are mine. Private, you are dismissed. 
You get him, Abe. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, so because of the discharge, Burns is no longer in the unit, and the pact they made goes to Abe. And yep. uh, Bart says no one could take that art away from Abe, but the U.S. State Department shows up and takes it away. Yeah. Uh, because they've been helping the German government for 50 years tracking down the art so they could give it back to their heir of uh, its rightful owner, and the U.S. government walks off with the paintings. Now, yeah. are you, is that true? Does the U.S. government really help another country try to recover I well, if they have if they have suspicions, it's in the United States. Yes, they will help. Oh, like they can actively? I guess I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Why would that. they be able to? Oh, I don't know. Like the German, like the German government. Like if they had an inkling that the like in this scenario, if they're like, oh yeah, the paintings are in the United States, they go to the U.S. government. Like, hey, there's some stolen paintings. You don't know where they are, but here are the people we think might have stolen them. Keep track of this for us, will you? And they go, okay, and they keep tabs on the people who might know where the treasure is. I don't know. If I was a German government, I'd be like, you lost your paintings, you find them. <laughs> you mean if you were the U.S. government? Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, yeah, I don't want to find your paintings, you find them. Yeah, but the German government has no jurisdiction yeah. on U.S. soil. So too bad. Paintings are lost forever. So <laughs> so then uh, they, they, go to the, they go to this guy's car. His name is uh, Von Wartzenberger. He is the yep. rightful owner of the paintings. It's like, ja, ja, ja. Mach schnell mit der art things, huh? I must get back to Dance Centron in Stuttgart in time to see Kraftwerk. Now, where <laughs> have we seen that word Kraftwerk before? Um, I believe, doesn't, uh... Oh, that was in the, wasn't that the German episode? Uh, where, where the Germans take yes. over... Well, oh, I believe so. That that word meant something too, didn't it? No, it's a band. Oh, was it? Yeah, it's a it's a band. Okay. Hey, Thumbkampf, watch out for the CD changer in my trunk, huh? <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> now, 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 most people watching this now, if you didn't live in the eighties, nineties, um, you might might not have known this, but because I owned, um. My uh, my grandpa bought me a, a Pontiac Sunbird. I think was the name of it. Yeah, um, white two door. The the white two door. That car actually had a six CD six disc CD changer, and it was in the trunk. Oh, I didn't it, know. It that. was yeah, it was in a cartridge that you kind of loaded the CDs up and you put it, and it was in the trunk. Dumbest thing in the world because you don't oh, have yeah. to go to your trunk to fucking change out the CDs, but. For those of you that are listening to this episode or have seen this episode or are wondering, CD changer in the trunk, who's dumb enough to do that? Well, the Germans. The Germans <laughs> are dumb enough to do that. I mean, it was it was a horrible idea, but I do think it's funny that they actually put that in this episode. How did I not know you had that? Because I, I drove your car for a little bit. Yeah, there was a 6 disc CD changer in the trunk till it died. Um... And because, I mean, I won't go into how it died. Okay, so Grandpa, uh, Grandpa's like, I guess he deserves it more than I do. Well, at least I got to show you I wasn't always a pathetic old old kook. But it's like, you never were, Grandpa. And Grandpa's like, aw, I'd hug you, but I know you'd just get embarrassed. But it's like, I won't get embarrassed. I don't care who knows I love my Grandpa. Like, aw, and they hug. And then Von Wurzenberger is like, Hey, fun boys, get a room. God, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, the Germans. 
Oh my god, dude, I love this episode. It is it is great. Um yeah, there's some weird weird things in it, like, you know, Abe Abe and Burns would be roughly the same age, which is kinda weird. You'd think Abe would be younger than Burns. Yeah. Um, but it's it's funny. I love I love this episode. It's you know, we get we kinda get to see some of the minor characters like their beginnings kind of like their, their grandfathers or their fathers. Um, and you know, the whole, you know, burns, anything with burns is usually pretty good. Uh, there aren't really many like quotable lines, but I think it's all, you know, it all blends well together. It's an ace, you know, one story, you get Abe shenanigans. Um, yeah, five, everything's coming up. Millhouse. It's, it's a solid, solid, episode yeah no i i love this episode i love the flying hellfish episode it's, it gives us a side of grandpa we've never seen before uh we, we hardly actually, ever see yeah we, and, we, and we we finally learned that grandpa wasn't an old kook i mean yeah I'm, I'm sure putting an onion on your belt wasn't the style at the time like grandpa says it was <laughs> but i maybe it was who knows maybe all those stories were actually true we I, uh I i'm gonna go with uh grandpa is an old kook oh okay but at least this one was true. He he was able. Yes. He buried all of his uh, his true stuff around his bullshit. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm definitely with you. Five everything's coming up, Millhouse. I I absolutely love what they did with this episode. They kind of showed that Grandpa was a leader. They showed uh, Burns's you know uh, evilness again. Uh, I mean, fucking Burns kicking Bart into a uh, box and almost letting him drown. That's uh, horrible, horrible yeah. Burnsy. We should all know that Burns is evil and will never change. Um, so we'll uh, give you our character profile like we do at the end of every episode. And this week we have the flying hellfish. Him- I'm sorry, the who? The flying hellfish or the fighting uh, hellfish. I, I think the episode called him the fighting hellfish. No. Yes. The episode <laughs> called him the fighting hellfish, but it was called the flying hellfish. Yeah, it's. Very confusing, and we'll sift through it. Okay. Yeah. His description, the fighting squad, fighting his squad in the fighting his company in the third fighting his battalion in the army. <laughs> the third. Who's the first two fighting us? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the commander of the flying hellfish, Sergeant Abraham Simpson. The roster, Iggy Wiggum, Sheldon Skinner, and Arnie Gummel. There was also Griff, uh, uh, Asa Ox Etch. And the troublemaker named Montgomery Burns. The War of Service for the Flying Hellfish, World War Deuce. Uh, uh, it's the second World War II. Oh, Get right. right. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> uh, the biggest success, liberating priceless works of art from defeated Germans. <laughs> biggest misfortune, the Veterans Day float disaster of 79, resulting in five fatalities. Oof. Proof of membership, a tattoo of a fish making a muscle with hellfish written around it. So this was a fantastic episode. Number one fifty, folks. This was amazing. Thank you guys for being here for this journey. Uh, The first one fifty has been so much fun. Um, For those of you that uh, don't know, um, we uh, have, um, let me see here. 
just looking at our analytics, just to give you guys some updates for uh, for 150 episodes. We uh, currently have 240 subscribers on uh, Spotify because all my analytics are based on Spotify. So that's awesome. 240 followers on Spotify alone is amazing. So thank you guys so much for following us. On YouTube currently, we're sitting at 144 subscribers. So make sure you guys, if you aren't on YouTube, head over there, subscribe to our channel, like, comment, listen to episodes on there if you'd like. Obviously, we're on every other YouTube platform known to man, so listen on there if you like. Um, if you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure to rate and review us on there so our uh, um, podcast gets a little bit more traction uh, through Apple. Um, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, The Simpsons Did It Podcast. Like I mentioned at the top of the episode, we're going to be having a contest going on this week, so make sure to like, subscribe, follow on there, and uh, yeah, uh, join us on our journey. Um, if you'd like to leave us feedback, uh, head over to your cell phone, dial 612-584-0986, listen to our voicemail, and leave us a voicemail message. So, until next time, I'm Steven Skolansky. And I'm Robert Skolansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. Shh.